That's the sound of the original Nokia 3310 ringtone first launched in 2000. My name is Tefo Mohapi and on this African Bytes podcast, I got the opportunity to speak to HMD Global's Sean Durant, who's the regional head for Southern Africa. Sean talks about Nokia's rebirth on the continent, or rather, as he puts it, Nokia's new beginnings in Africa. Take a listen. I'm here with uh, Sean Durant, who is uh, HMD Global's General Manager for Southern Africa. And I'm just going to get straight to it, because to some of us, we heard the news that Nokia is coming back and it's coming back strongly. We saw the launch of the Nokia 3310 earlier this year, which brought about a lot of hype, but also other phones that are Android-based. But firstly, we'd like to know who is HMD Global? Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a really it's a really interesting story. HMD Global is fundamentally a Finnish-based company set up uh, in Helsinki in Finland, and by rights have access and distribution of the Nokia brand on mobile devices going forward. Very much Finnish heritage in terms of culture, the people, a lot of IP was carried over from the old Nokia days into this HMD global business. So there's a lot of synergy in terms of the way people think, what they believe in, the moral father and all that good stuff that is needed to deliver the product that we need to deliver out in the market. Interesting that you mentioned that it's Finnish based. Is there some of the team from the old Nokia still with HMD global? When the deal was brokered, as you may recall, we bought the feature phone business back from Microsoft, started up this HMD global business. Uh, and that was fundamentally started by a group of very, very senior execs from the old Nokia days. So, you know, of, of Finnish culture, Finnish speaking, and, you know, wired the way that Finns are wired to take the business in Nokia going forward, yeah. So there is some of that Nokia culture, as you mentioned. But, I mean, interestingly, we know the history of what's happened to Nokia. It was bought by Microsoft. Every, the things didn't go quite as well. Why bring the Nokia brand back, especially in a market where it was so popular, but it's taken some knock? That's a great question, and I get that quite a lot, to be honest. I think it's very important to state that it's not the comeback of Nokia is kind of a new chapter in the Nokia story. Nokia has always been around as a brand. If you, if you consider the feature phone side of the portfolio, think of 105s, we think about 216s, we think of the old Asher range, you know, all that stuff is still out there. And 105 in particular is something that's bread and butter for us. That's continued to sell through and sell out with all our partners. So, so Nokia fundamentally has always been there. I think the significant change and shift and opportunity in the new, new business is the introduction of smart devices under the Nokia brand. And I think the biggest caveat in that opportunity is the fact that it now runs Android. And the story with our Android, and we'll probably touch on that a little bit later, is is pure Android and how we deliver that message to market within the smart device portfolio until the Nokia story with with a new chapter in mind. Let's actually touch on that uh, Android or pure Android, as you call it. I mean, we we know Nokia was was quite a pioneer with Symbian and later came with Microsoft, which didn't work out quite well. Why a choice of Android and not development of your own operating system? I think the numbers speak for themselves, Tiff. You know, if you look at the market share of, of OS on global smartphone devices, it resides with Android. So, the scale that's available there, uh, the partnership that we were able to leverage with Google from the get-go in starting up this new business on smart devices made the timing absolutely perfect for us to start getting into that uh, that smartphone space with the caveat of a of an Android operating system. The pure question is a very interesting one, and I don't think too many people know about it, and that's going to be very important in terms of our messaging going forward, is because of our affinity and our relationship with Google and the fact that we're promoting pure Android, we will, by virtue of that, have updates from an OS perspective first. We will have security updates on a monthly basis and first. What that means in terms of delivering those updates to our devices is that we have no skins, no bloatware, no OEM proprietary software that gets preloaded or layered within the operating system. 
you might have noticed, and I don't want to mention names, but I, I had experience on an Android device prior to the transition into HMD Global, and I've experienced that firsthand. I, I got a really strong sense on starting up that device that the OEM that was delivering that device had all their proprietary stuff baked into the software. And there are a couple of complications and a couple of irritations that come with that. A, it's stuff that you don't want, you're not going to use, it's not relevant to you. It takes up memory on your on your device. It compromises the efficiency of the processing speed on that device because it's a clutter and it becomes an irritation. So for pure Android, you have the truest form of Android on your device as you start up that Nokia smartphone. And you then have the ability to choose exactly what it is you want, how often you use it, where you use it, how you use it, and, and whether it's relevant or not in your day-to-day -day use of the smartphone. So in a sense, pure Android is not just a brand name, but it's actually Android as Google deliver it. Exactly right. So it's Android as, as Google want it, and we're taking it to the next level. And I think the next level there is really about the design of our hardware. Let's talk about that pure Android for a little bit. What does it mean in terms of, I think you touched a little bit on it, what does it mean from a user experience perspective? If I have to strip it down to one word, it's true. It's And I think that there is a challenge in this, and I have to acknowledge this. If you're not okay with the experience of true Android or pure Android, on your device, are you going to realize the benefit of that from the get-go? Probably not. But I think in time, you'll start realizing the efficiencies and the benefits of having pure Android on that device versus competitor devices. Security is a major concern on, on mobile devices, as you know. You know. There's all sorts of horror stories out there, and people are expectant of having the best and most secure updates available on their devices at any given time. Delivering the pure Android experience on our devices means we get those first. There's no skinning, there's no reformatting, there's no yeah, there's no tweaking that needs to be done to that security update to accommodate the skins that are on the OS because our OS is pure. And so that's hugely important. The OS updates that come, and they come intermittently, you'll notice on other OEM devices, they're generally quite delayed because there's a number of skinning processes that have to happen so that it's accommodated on those devices. On our devices, because it's pure, it's immediate, and it's first. What value then does... Um HMD or Nokia as the brand add then to, to consumers? I mean, we've got different types of Android phones, as you touched on. What value do you bring if you're not bringing any skins, which we typically don't want as users? Uh, and also, good, another good question. And I think that's where we lean very, very heavily on the legacy and principles and pillars that Nokia have always, always stood by in terms of hardware design. If you look at the value that we've created in the hardware portfolio, and, and currently from a smart devices perspective, we've got the Nokia 3 that's out and selling currently. We've got the Nokia 5 that started shipping into, into market, and we've got the Nokia 6. If you hold those devices in your hand, you, it almost takes you back 10, 12, 15 years. You know, you hear the stories of people saying, oh, Nokia is my first device. It was my second, third, fourth device. And there was always a resonance with A, the brand, and the quality behind the brand through the hardware that it delivers and the quality of hardware that it delivers. And that's something we are standing by, and it's absolutely not a compromise at all. It's an agreement we have with Nokia International that quality is absolutely paramount in terms of our design, and that'll be front and center of every single piece of hardware that we put out to market running pure Android. Just to reiterate, it's pure hardware focus from what, what you guys are doing. So pure Android is obviously a big pillar for us because that is a great differentiator in terms of the feedback we're getting from people, from consumers, in terms of what's important, what isn't important, what irritates them, and, and what really excites them. So there's that aspect in terms of software. But the hardware deliverable going hand in glove with that software deliverable is of paramount importance for us. Which countries are you starting off on the continent? We, we, we started out with a bang, I guess. You know, we, we initially, for various reasons in China, we launched the Nokia 6 there first. You might remember at the beginning of the year. And that was really critical for us in terms of getting mass and scale and visibility and you know, getting the brand back out there. 
because of Chinese New Year. So we pulled out all the stops from a production perspective to, to make sure that we hit the Chinese New Year and maximize that Chinese New Year opportunity. Very shortly after that, all the planning around the rest of the globe in terms of the markets that we're going to be going into, that started with Ferber. And, uh, and that's where we are now in terms of, you know, we finally at a point where we have a very strong portfolio on the, the entry, mid and high within the mid tier. And we're now starting to ship those products into market. And I think touching on 3310, that was a really good caveat for us. Yeah, if you think of the, the excitement that came from Mobile World Congress earlier this year, there was probably more hype around the Nokia 3310 than any other device in any other year prior to that. It was the most incredible thing. I think that sent a really, really strong signal to everyone out there is we're back. We're not just back, we reinvented and we're starting a new chapter. And this is why we are as serious as we are about the reintroduction of, of Nokia, particularly in the smartphone side of things, is the re-engineering and reinvigoration of a classic Nokia 3310. And giving it the exposure and, and the press that it got really gave us a, a sense of comfort that, you know, the brand is still relevant. It's still very close to a lot of people's hearts around the world, particularly in Africa. And that's very close to my heart, obviously. And that really creates a, a, the perfect platform to take to take the new chapter of devices in our portfolio to market. I saw the technical specs. I mean, it's, a, it's an improvement on the previous 3310, but is it still as indestructible? Yes, it is. I've actually used one for a couple of weeks now. I find it very sexy. I find it very practical. I don't find it a life-changing tool that I'm going to be taking going forward. It's not going to replace a smartphone. That was never the intention. But I think what really resonates with a lot of people, if you think of the pervasiveness of smart devices or just technology generally in our day-to-day you know, business, it's very pervasive. And, and people often feel like they just need a bit of a break from tech. You know, whether it's a day, two, three, but even if it's just over a weekend, take a SIM card out of your smart device, pop it into your 3310, you're contactable via voice, you can communicate via SMS, and if things are really urgent, pick up your smartphone, connect to Wi-Fi, and respond to a mail if you really need to. But, you know, we kind of hang our hat on this term called digitally, you know, being digitally detoxed. And I think that's important, and it's probably becoming more and more important. The trick is, at that end of the market, to provide a substitute for a period of time to detox, you need something that's really funky, really sexy, and really appeals to people on so many different levels. And as you know, from the 3310 exposure we've had, it resonates with people. You know, it's kind of they pick this thing up and you just see their eyes light up. They, it takes them back, you know, to 2000 um, when we launched the original 3310, which was arguably the top selling mobile device ever in the history of mobile devices. So we've just taken that, spruced it up, made it sexy, and it's appealing to a lot of people. Can you tell us a bit more about the phones that you have available in South Africa and what other countries in Southern Africa? South Africa is a significant part of that of, of, of this region that accounts for 85 to 90% of the business that we do in Southern Africa. Uh, very different in terms of approach. We engage very different, differently in South Africa than what we do in the rest of Southern Africa. We've got uh, distribution partners outside of South Africa that we rely on to take our, our product to market. They've then got channels downstream, that, you know, whether it's retail footprint, whether it's um, an additional re reseller of our product. And so we target that part of the business a little bit differently to how we do South Africa. As you know, South Africa is very much operator-led and the big players, we know who they are. We engage heavily on you know, a daily, weekly, monthly basis in terms of planning the portfolio, setting pricing, creating all the demand generation around that in terms of the investments in market, um, what sort of advertising we do, how we execute advertising, how we incentivize the channels. So two very, very separate or different parts of the Southern African market, but both you know, equally important, I guess, in terms of our new business and how we how we grow the Nokia brand going forward. Um, mass retail is a big play for us in South Africa, as you know. Prepaid is a, is a big part of the South African business, so it was really important for us to hit key price points in South Africa with our, our operator partners and then by association the big you know the big retailers down the channel. So if I talk around the uh, the Nokia three, that's probably the best 
value for money device you're going to get in in a while. It's it's backed by you know a really beautifully crafted piece of hardware. It really is. You hold it, it feels premium. It has all the bells and whistles in terms of the expectation on spec. You know, getting into a spec race, I think, is becoming less relevant. You know, you you, you kind of tick all the boxes as you go along. More so now than what you did five, ten, fifteen years ago. You know, the, the, as long as you know the processing speed is what it is and, it's, and, and is what's needed, as long as the you know the the, the display delivers what it needs to de- uh, deliver, the storage capability is what it is. You know, you've ticked all those boxes. Um, it's all around the design and the experience that you have through that OS. So the Nokia three is the entry piece in our mid tier. That's retailing at two one nine nine. And early signs now, that's been early days in terms of introduction, has been really, really positive. We kind of in a bit of a dilemma now where we, we're trying to feed the demand with the supply that we have. You know, we're trying to align those two dynamics, which is encouraging. You know, it's really good for business. And if you move up the ranks to the Nokia 5, that's also slowly started tripping into South Africa. Also, slightly up on, on, on display, slightly up on memory, slightly up on processor. It really delivers a, a subtle improvement in hardware design. It feels a little bit more premium. But again, that's retailing a 2999 in all retail outlets across South Africa. So great, great, great value for money. And then on the high end of the scale is the Nokia stick. And again, another step up. Slightly bigger display, slightly better processor, slightly better RAM, and all, and all the good things that go with a more premium device. And that's retailing at 3799 So for under four grand, you've got everything covered, you know, from an affordability perspective and how that stacks up against spec and, and what a consumer's requirements are. And very important is across 3, 5, and 6, is we have pure Android running across all of them. So you'll have exactly the same OS experience on a Nokia 3 as what you'll have on a Nokia 6, which is a really, really big plus. Quite curious, now that you talk about pricing and everything, are the input costs still still the same in, in terms of the mobile phone business? What I mean by that is that is the display, the camera, the processor still the main costs into building a phone? Yeah, very much so. And I think that's that rings true with anything in tech. Does does price erode over time? Does price improve with scale? Absolutely. And I think that's you know that's that, that's kind of the case with anything, any any commodity that you're buying or selling. But it is it is significant. But having said that, that's kind of where you have to invest if you want to deliver the right experience through the OS proposition that you're promising. You've got to make sure that it's backed up by decent hardware on the back end. So it's it's an investment well worth making, and it's not it's not even a question, and it's no compromise. Again, it's that pillar that Nokia believe and have believed in for many many years is that. We will not compromise on quality in terms of hardware build. I'm quite interested also to know your thoughts around, I mean, since Nokia was last around both times, the Microsoft era and before that, the landscape has somewhat changed. It's a bit tougher. There's more players. How do you navigate that? What we have seen in the last three to five years is a far bigger influx of tier two and tier three brands out of China. Great for competition, great for providing affordability and benefits on price in terms of scale. That's definitely brought that to the market. You've still got the tier one players and we know who those guys are. What it does for us and what it does for, for operators, and they've told us, told us this time and time again, is they love nothing more than having another tier one brand back in the fold to bring balance to that dynamic because there's kind of a sense now that tier two and tier three from a volume perspective is, is starting to kind of tilt the scale a little bit and, and people get a little bit uncomfortable with that so i think bringing a tier one brand back into that space delivering the value that you say you're going to deliver at a price you say you're going to you, you, you're going to deliver it at it can only be good for the consumer that being said though it is a tough market i mean this market changes month on month year on year and it changes very very quickly and we Definitely cock 
darkness into that. But I think the real safety net for us is, and, and based on research that we've done, the brand affinity and the brand awareness for not is upward of 95% globally, which is massive. You know, so the, the, the perception that Nokia has gone and is now coming back, although that's not necessarily accurate because it's always been there, the fact that we have this real opportunity on smart devices through our partnerships with Google, through our partnerships with Foxconn, and, and through our partnership with Nokia International, is we can now deliver that knowing that our brand has uh, a very special place in a lot of people's hearts. And, and I think that puts us you know, a little step, step ahead of the rest. You mentioned Foxconn, so they do your processes, right? Yes, so Foxconn are uh, on a manufacturing arm, so they do all our production. We've got a great partnership with them, and, and I think most importantly in terms of the partnership that we have, Google is, is of paramount importance, because that's really the caveat in terms of delivering an OS that people buy into, people believe, and, and taking that to the next level, and that's where Pure comes into, into the whole story for us. I know you only handle Southern Africa, but any other countries outside Southern Africa you guys are doing? Sub-Saharan Africa is critical for us. I have a counterpart that's based uh, in Lagos, who handles the Weka region, West, East, and Central Africa. Key markets in that in that band is obviously Nigeria, arguably, arguably the biggest market on the continent. You've then got Ghana, you've got Uganda, and you've got Kenya, uh, big players in that Weka region. For us down in Southern Africa, obviously South Africa is significant. Out of South Africa, places like Mozambique, places like uh, Zambia, Botswana, Namibia to an extent. There is opportunity in Zimbabwe. You know, we're starting to position ourselves through the distribution partnership outside of South Africa to start breaking into Zim with a nice opportunity there. So we, yeah, we've got a focus of five countries in Southern Africa, uh, outside of South Africa that we that we're focusing on in the short term. But we're looking to break that out and, and and really accelerate that. Thanks for your time. Anything else you'd like to add? It's a really special story. I think you know, if it, if, if 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 I look back six months from now, the excitement and the anticipation of you know bringing the story to life uh, was a really special one and we're on the cusp of that and I think we're on the cusp of something really really special I know everyone involved within the organization at HMD Global is, is cognizant of that and there's just so much excitement to just get that product out there and see the smiles light up on people's faces but I really appreciate the opportunity thank you very much yes to wishing you guys all the best